hello and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast, where we interview the people behind the amazing products we use every day. Today, we have one of my personal favorite products. I'm Laura Fodi, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Trey Lockerbie, the CEO and co-founder of Better Booch, the fastest growing functional beverage brand in the world. Better Booch is backed by Crush Ventures, known for managing the likes of Miley Cyrus, Green Day, Weezer, and Alanis Morissette, one of my favorite singers, and is low-key Sia's favorite booch. Trey is an award-winning winning songwriter who toured with Lady A, Lenka, and Hanson. That's a fun fact. Hanson. <laughs> We're going to have to save the band stories for later. He co-hosted We Study Billionaires, the number one investing podcast in the world with 100 million downloads. Trey co-founded the company with his wife, Ashley, and they are a husband and wife duo raising two kids in California. They are industry-leading champions of gut health as a cornerstone of mental health, a vision shared by the likes of Dr. Chris Palmer. Their forthcoming documentary, Gut Check, promises to be a game changer in this space. Better Booch is one of Business Insider's coolest companies to work for, won the Rising Star BevNet Award, Inc. 5,000 fastest growing businesses in the U.S., and as Bon Appetit put it, irresistible. Trey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm really happy to be here. What an amazing career and resume. I've been, you know, a longtime fan of Better Brooch products, you know, longtime listener, first-time caller, as they might say. But for those that might not be familiar, can you talk about the origin of the company and, and also how you transitioned from, from your career into doing this? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there was this moment in time where I was standing on stage playing in front of 10,000 people realizing my dream as being a touring musician, which is something I, I thought I wanted for the rest of my life. Honestly, didn't even take school that seriously growing up. I was like, oh, none of this applies to me. I just want to do music. And uh, what I realized after getting to that level was I was looking out at the audience and realizing that I felt really no connection to anybody there. I mean, at, at that level, there's so many people that it almost feels like no people, you know? And so uh, I had a much greater connection and enjoyed the performances when they were really small venues, you know, and, and we felt like there's a real connection there. And so when I kind of took inventory of that and then looked at the rest of the 23 hours of my day, a lot of it was sent in, in airports or on a bus or in a backstage room or, you know, in all these places that you don't really want to be, you know? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a, a tall price to pay for, you know, a very, I think a diminishing return, if you will, on that side of things. And so I was sort of already looking to do something else. I didn't know what it was. I met my now wife at a birthday party, Ashley, and uh, she was in the same boat, although she she was at touring with Rihanna as her backup singer, and she was at an even higher echelon of success, you know, and that just, you know, reassured us she was on private jets and doing all these things that you would think, oh, that's the life. And she was just as miserable as <laughs> I was in a lot of ways. And so we were commiserating on that a bit. and. Um, you know, she had really taken some big steps and and taking her health seriously and was introducing me to a lot of cool new things like avocados and kale and things that I, <laughs> you know, growing up in Indiana, like never really took seriously or knew about really. Um, and my sister called me uh, one day, Brittany, and uh, she informed me that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. And this was totally out of the blue. She, we didn't have the gene. She, no, no family history, and so it really threw us for a loop, and really threw me for a loop. And um, she started introducing me to some homeopathic doctors she was seeing. She, she was talking about her diet and all these things she learned. And so she had come across kombucha at one point, 
and said, this is really the only thing making me feel good through chemo treatments. And everyone, this, it's big in the cancer community. A lot of people say it's preventative, say it's, um, you know, it's alkalizing in your body and all these, has all these amazing benefits and you should be drinking it. And so I was already open to that, right? I was already kind of on that kick and said, yeah, let me try it. And I bought some and uh, I really did, ironically hated it, honestly. I mean, at the time there was only one brand out there and it it kind of blew up on me when I was in my car and it foamed over on me. I know what you're talking about. I've had that happen to me. That was my first experience. So I was like, what is this, you know? Um, So anyway, I, I kind of, got curious about it because she was so adamant I drank it and I couldn't buy the stuff on shelf. So Ash and I started brewing it at home. And the long story longer is just that we saw such a difference in what we were brewing at home. We learned very quickly that the only product on shelf was using juices basically to cover up all the flavors and which just streamlines a ton of sugar into the product. In fact, it's usually on average about double what they claim on the label. Um, So we decided not to use any juice to keep it a tea-based kombucha which made it a much smoother more palatable drink and we just set out to be the the local alternative uh around la and then so we got to farmers markets and sold out and then showed up the next week and sold out and just kind of it just the snowball just grew and grew from there and now we're a national brand and we're we're even acquiring other brands and we're we're um developing new brands and so it's just really gone well and well beyond you know where we originally dreamed it would what an amazing story. And I've been so fortunate uh, to have followed you on LinkedIn for the past few years. And I, I didn't know kind of the personal nature behind it. Um, maybe you'll appreciate this. I I started drinking kombucha because I was from, I'm from the East Coast originally. And when I moved to California, gosh, almost six years ago, I really wanted to immerse myself in the lifestyle. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy a hybrid carb. I'm going to eat acai bowls and I'm going to drink kombucha. And I think if I start doing these three things, I'll start to feel like a Californian. Um, and that, and I've just always associated that stuff with California. Um, but kombucha has grown quite a bit. When I went home, when I go home to Pennsylvania, I see kombucha there. And so the category has really grown. You know, I, dare I say it's becoming a little bit mainstream. Uh, can you talk about what's changed? Yeah. And that's been one of the biggest surprises because quite frankly, when we set out, in the early days, uh, 12 years ago, I didn't ever think kombucha would be even as big as it is today. I'm really thrilled that it's become a mainstream product, but, um, it's funny. It's still in this weird gray area where a lot of people are either unfamiliar with it. They don't know how to pronounce it. They don't know why you drink it. Um, and yet it's still proliferated, you know, across the country. And so I think there's just so much more potential for it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 what was the question again? I guess I missed it. <laughs> I was like, wh- why do you think the category has exploded? Well, I think that there originally, I think there was this big shift away from soda. I think there was a big, you know, sugar is the enemy movement and people wanted to drop their soda and look for something else. And at that time, kombucha was almost perfectly positioned to be right there as a solution. Um, it was also kind of had a tailwind of probiotics becoming, you know, a trendy name that people were kind of getting their heads around and okay i should be consuming more and more probiotics it's good for my digestion um so i think kombucha was there uh, for those customers and so that's what really gave it a huge launching pad um we've now seen in the last year that if you apply the same principles of kombucha to a soda and and still keep those nostalgic flavors um consumers really respond well to that that's you've seen the success of olipop and poppy and 
Live Soda, which we just acquired, was sort of the original Olipop from 12 years ago. And it's just been a regional brand, but doing incredibly well and has an incredibly loyal fan base. And so it helps us kind of play in the soda space now, which is really fun. So I think there's, I think what's happening now is this homogenization of functional beverage in the fridge. I mean, I think to some degree, I, I wouldn't be surprised if kombucha, the term even falls away. I think that there's just going to be a fridge of, of things that are all kind of gearing towards a gut healthy focused soda or, or different tea or flavor profile. And, uh, and that's really exciting. And, and just a step beyond that is I think more personalized, um, drinks and beverages we can get into. There's a lot of cool science happening right now about, you know, I'm really excited personally, because like I mentioned 12 years ago, my sister drinking kombucha didn't know why it made it made her feel better. Well, now we're learning why <laughs> with this cool new research coming out. And I think that would be that's a cool platform for, for functional beverage. Uh, and that's where we're, I've been saying we're kombucha is a 2000 year old beverage, and I'm trying to take it into the next 2000 years. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I, I mean, it means so much to me personally. I had a heart, I have a heart arrhythmia. I had surgery to correct it. Uh, gosh, this past March. And I, I really just can't drink alcohol anymore because it just, it impacts. If you have a heart arrhythmia, alcohol impacts that heavily. And I've just turned to what else can I drink that still makes me feel like I'm not drinking water or club soda. Like I can still have like a, a fun experience, if you will. Um, one of my favorite places to get better booch is at Oracle Tavern in LA. They have the Rose Bliss, they have the Morning Glory, and it's like I can go up to the bar and it's even in a can. So it even I even feel like I'm in the experience. Have you seen anything there? I, I know, you know, the the sober curious movement is is taking off. Uh, have you seen any effects of that as well? Absolutely. And that's how we use kombucha too and, and other products. So on that point, what's interesting is we just launched a new brand called Native, which is a sparkling non-alcoholic wine or champagne. Um, and it's for that that purpose also. Ash and I are, are just like you. I mean, we loved drinking alcohol and, and like anybody else, but nowadays I feel like I'm paying for it the three days following, <laughs> you know, and it, it just gets to a point where, you know, have two kids running a business, all these things that you can't afford that. So how do you still be social and how do you still feel good? And kombucha, um, cha, which is our sparkling tea line and now native. I mean, these are all solutions that we're providing for folks to keep it interesting and, and feel festive and, and have a premium elevated experience, but not have to pay for it on the next few, few days. I love that. And, you know, I think what's so interesting is I mean, sparkling cider has been a thing, right? Yeah. It's that's always existed, but that didn't really solve the problem of the consumer, right? Or else there wouldn't be a need for, for more people to be in the space. So what was, what have been the, you, you know, you started with kombucha, you said you're expanding your, your line of beverages. What are the problems that you really feel like you're solving for this mark, for these market segments and for these customers? Great question. So uh, I'll start with Better Booch. Um, Better Booch to me has been what I've called a secret agent of health because the the idea from the start was designing something delicious enough that people wanted to drink it and they don't need to care that it's good for you. And what we're really excited about is expanding on, on that and really using or leveraging the, the latest research to update the culture continuously to, to make it more and more effective in the body. And, you know, it's kombucha is lacking sort of a, a brand that's cool, that is, could be a lifestyle brand that 
is really an you know like a literally a lifestyle. I mean that's that's what we've adopted, and so I think that's what's missing in the kombucha category, and that's what we're providing for people is a is a fun, cool brand that doesn't take themselves too seriously, but can also be credible and authentic and authoritative on on the space. And so that's that's what Better Booch is. Cha is a scratch your own itch beverage because you know because now I've kids and. I keep going to birthday parties every weekend and there's just always a cooler full of sparkling water, sparkling flavored water. So to your point, like, yeah, I'm not wanting to drink, but I'm also super bored of sparkling flavored water, you know, and, and, and honestly don't love drinking that. So Cha kind of came out of this need for uh, a use occasion where you just want something light and crisp and elevated, but complex in flavor and, still adaptogenic. So you're still getting plenty of uh, benefits from the tea, which I say is the OG functional beverage, you know, and with some adaptogens on top of it. And then I mentioned the native, the, the sparkling non-alk wine, which is just a, a holiday release for right now. But the response has been so huge that we're thinking, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we're onto something here because that is like a restaurant grade wine, essentially. That's a non-alk product. That's still good for you. And when I say good for you, what's I just want to keep hitting on this because it's so important. It's not good for you. Like people think, you know, with gut healthy drinks being good for your digestion. Yes, it's good for digestion and, and gut health is health at the end of the day. But what's really exciting is, is all the postbiotics and other um, metabolites that we're learning about that treat mental um, health as well. So when I'm saying you feel better and it's not just physically, it's mentally too. So um, there's different strains that we're proving out decrease anxiety and depression, and I can go on and on, but there's, there's a really cool problem we're solving even on that front. If you ask me whether people know it or not, we're trying to provide solutions that get people not only feeling better in that one instance, but feeling better for days afterwards. Wow, that's exciting and extremely impactful, I'm sure, for so many people. The selfish question here, how can I get my hands on this on this sparkling wine? Like, how are you distributing it? Can you tell me a little bit about the launch? I was very excited about it when I saw your post on LinkedIn. Yeah, I, you know, you got to hurry and go to betterbooch.com. It's there and you can, uh, it's a it's a limited edition for the time being and, and we're trying it out. But uh, I'd get your hands on some as soon as you can. All right, good. Everyone, let's go buy some because I want to make sure this becomes a regular thing. I, I think there's just such a need for it. Like the there's something about the ritual of pouring a glass of wine that is relaxing. And and you know, so much of that is placebo and build up and what we're seeing on TV. And and I just think the more options there are for people, the better. And and I just think it's an exciting space. And I think the fact that you guys are focused on doing it really well and not sacrificing the product quality, you know, I love how you said it's a restaurant grade wine, you know, that just happens to be not, not alcoholic versus like the sparkling cider brand that everyone's had at new year's when you were 10 years old, um, that no one's really excited to drink about. So keep up the great work there. You know, what, what really, you're already working on so many exciting things. Like, how do you think about what's next? Where do you get your inspiration? How do you keep moving forward? You're already kind of advancing the category so much as it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I think what's been big for us in the last year is pivoting from focus on a single brand to focus on a mission. And what our mission is, is getting people the products they want that are going to upgrade their health, both physically and mentally. And being on the cutting edge of the pre- and postbiotic movement. So when we started thinking that way, 
it's almost like, you know, I, I would not to compare or anything, but like Tesla is a car company, but really the mission is for, you know, a sustainable energy future. So, you know, of course they move into solar panels, they move into all kinds of other solutions that kind of get you to that mission. So in a similar way, we've moved from being a, just a kombucha company to a functional beverage company that has multiple solutions that's going to be providing different profiles for different use occasions and um, continuously tackling tackling the probiotic, you know, the mental health, physical health um, problem set. So it's, it's uh, for me, very rewarding because we've been focused on one brand for 12 years now and uh, feel like we've gotten it pretty far and, and really love that it's got a lot more runway to go. But we're also excited about being able to play in different spaces of the of the grocery store or or restaurants and things like that nature things of that nature. So it's to focus from one brand to a focus now on a mission, and then just figuring out what products are needed to fulfill that mission. That's so exciting. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I was early on in my kombucha journey was your packaging is different than what was in the market. Um, we won't name the company that I know we're both thinking about, um, but typically when I had purchased kombucha, it would be in this heavy glass container. And like I said, it would explode when you opened it. Um, yeah, and kombucha just, that shall not be named. The kombucha that shall not be <laughs> No, well, listen, there's love There's love all around. We're, we're not hating. I want to be really clear. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, there's there's room. I think what's cool is you guys are growing the category. And I think it's been proven that consumers want want more variety. But anyways, um, what made you, can you talk about your packaging? I see yes. it in front of you, but for people listening to the podcast, what made you pick a different packaging solution than what was already out there? And how do you think about packaging innovation and design and the importance of that? We'll be right back. Speaking of innovation, is your team spending more time chasing data than on new product and packaging development? Specrite can help. With our specification data management platform, you can streamline project management, quickly build out bombs, and forecast both the profitability and sustainability of your products. Go to specrite.com to learn more. Now back to the show. I think it's everything. I mean, that's what I'm realizing more and more is um, branding is really everything. And, you know, listen, I grew up in Indiana. I grew up in the Midwest. And that's always been sort of the audience I wanted to cater to since day one when we launched this business. I I wanted to create something that people I knew and grew up with could adopt in their lives. And we didn't need to sell any magic along with it necessarily. I mean, I think what was cool about the packaging is that it, it was really disruptive when we launched it because it was the only kind of sleek, clean label kombucha. Everyone else was going after a much more new agey approach, essentially trying to sell more of enlightenment than, than health. And I think that's great and very effective in its own way. But for us, we wanted to create a brand that was iconic, that could fit into any use occasion, that wasn't uh, you know, polarizing, was very approachable. And so that's that's what we've done. And and quite honestly, we've seen at one point when we launched our branding, it was it stuck out, it stood out like a sore thumb in the best way. And now we've seen, you know, uh, people adopt a similar philosophy. And and so we're we're already looking into 2024 about what uh, the packaging will look like for the next 12 months or so, maybe 12 years, who knows. Um, but I'm always trying to create a packaging that's iconic, that can stand the test of time, isn't just hitting one particular trend. Um, and so keeping it clean and simple was a good way to do that. 
No, I love that. Sometimes less is more. Um, and I'm realizing too, the more I look at better booch, did you name it booch because people couldn't pronounce kombucha and it was kind of like a fun way to like get people into it? Yeah, hundred percent. So what's funny about that is, uh, the person who taught me how to brew kombucha, her daughter called it booch. And I just always loved that. And when we were naming the company, you know, just like logically I was thinking, Oh, we're making booch, but we're making it better. And it, honestly, people asked about the name. I'm like, that was the easiest thing we've ever done. That, that, that came in the, the first two minutes of conversation. We were like, Oh yeah, better booch. That's it. And so what's funny though, to your point is that no one I really knew at the time, especially knew what kombucha was. So our earliest, uh, iterations of the labels, I don't even know if they said kombucha on it. Cause it was just sort of like, either people have tried it. A lot of people, if they have, didn't like it like me, or, you know, they had never heard of it before. And so therefore booch, you know, could be a cool entry word or entry phrase for them. So I do think we very much pioneered that. And, and we've seen booch become sort of a shorthand for kombucha to, you know, much to my del delight, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the, the idea is keeping it friendly and approachable. I think that's fantastic. Um, we've talked a little bit about what the future holds, so I won't continue to pepper you with those questions. As an entrepreneur, what's been your biggest lesson learned throughout this experience? Well, there is a, I think it's like a, maybe Babe Ruth or Yogi Berra, one of these kind of quotes um, about how it's, it's hard to beat someone who doesn't quit. <laughs> so um, if anything, over 12 years, that's what I've learned is just to never quit. Um, Cause I think it takes that level of persistency to achieve really in anything in life, in any industry, in any, any category. Um, but in beverage, a lot of it is about survival and growth and waiting because we are very much on these sometimes annual resets at these grocery stores, you know? So for example, it can boil down to one person's opinion, one person's decision once a year to decide if you're going to go into a thousand more stores, um, across the country or not. And that's a tough pill to swallow, you know, because if they say no, all right, well, you got 12 more months, you got to survive, you know, till that reset comes back around and go back, go out there and build your, build your story elsewhere. So you have to be very resilient and, um, be patient. I mean, I think it took us six years just to get into whole foods or get a meeting with whole foods. I mean, it took an incredibly long time. So it, nothing happens overnight. And I think just sticking with it is, is the biggest lesson I've learned. That's great advice. And yeah, the, the more I get to meet entrepreneurs, the more you realize it, it, it seems overnight to everyone who is not in the day to day. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it makes you more, it certainly makes me more appreciative of every milestone because, you know, you know, what's gone into it. Um, well, Trey, thank you so much for your time. We're going to close out with my favorite segment, which is some rapid fire questions. What's your favorite better booch product right now? Oh, goodness, that's tough. You know, it's probably what I'm drinking right now because that's what I've been gravitating towards lately. It's our guava cooler kombucha, Ooh. which is a newer flavor, but it's just the most crushable kombucha I think we've ever made. Oh, I'm excited. I will test that out. What packaging trend are you most excited about right now? You know, I would say the, the thing I'm most excited about is about is the one I haven't seen, <laughs> you know, so uh, we're working with, you know, a firm right now and that's been kind of the biggest challenge is just, you know, trying to get in inspiration and, and having a vision for what you want. Um, but also trying to ensure that it's, it's never been done before and that it stands out on its own. 
And I, don't, I wouldn't say we're quite there yet, but that's what I'm most excited about. Oh, we'll, ha we'll have to all stay tuned. Um, this is the last one. This is Kill, Keep, Change. We're going to give you a list of three products. What would you kill or discontinue? Keep the same or change? And I'm going to give you three hard ones. Okay. I'm going to give, we're going to stick in the beverage space. So you yeah. have sparkling water, which we I think alluded to earlier, iced mm -hmm. tea, and then protein drinks. So keep, kill, change. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. That's fairly easy. I think I would kill sparkling water because I just don't drink it. Um, I would keep uh, pro uh, protein drinks. I think they're important. Um, I, I, you know, I adopt that in my own health regimen and then change iced tea because that's what we've done with cha and tea. Like I said, is the original functional ingredient, but it's such a great platform to build off of and to add on all these adaptogenic um, type ingredients and also these pre pro and postbiotics on top of it. So why not supercharge it um, with the future? Oh, I love that. And I have a bonus question for you since that one was so easy. What's your favorite Hanson song? Mbop. Of course. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. It's Penny and Me. Penny and Me is a great song. And uh, yeah, our little neighbor's daughter, our, our daughter's, uh, our, our neighbor's daughter's name is Penny and she's my son's best friend. So uh, we've been playing Penny and Me <laughs> around the house for him. So uh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob. All right. Well, Trey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how can people follow you? Yeah. So I'm on uh, Twitter at Trey Lockerbie. Um, you can follow Better Booch on the social channels and find me pretty much anywhere else. If you just Google, I'm, I'm always available and, and responsive on LinkedIn. If anyone out there wants to book some time with me and get more advice, I'm also on this cool new app called Intro and you can book some time there. And I've been having a really great time meeting people there also. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you, Trey. And, and I'm rooting for you as, as one of your consumers. Laura, I really appreciate the support. And I know we've been, you know, we connected on LinkedIn. So it's a testament to, to exactly what we were just talking about. Um, but I appreciate the support very much. Definitely. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With Specrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specrite.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com.